Welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Eric and Guest. That's right, I'm sure as you can see from the title of the episode, this is not the Decades movie-related thing that was supposed to be next on the docket. Instead, this is the E-Music episode with friend of the show, Jared from Feathers and Friends. Uh, the announcement that needs to be made at the start before the beginning of the episode proper is that uh, that's how these episodes are going to go from now on. It's going to be me and a varying guest, a cast of characters from the friends that I've made along the way in podcasting because Dylan has decided to take an extended hiatus, probably uh, permanent. He had made mention about at least the remainder of this calendar year focusing on his music creativity and other like creative endeavors like TikToks and whatnot so he has stepped away from the show so I wanted to continue it and I am lucky enough to have a lot of friends that I've met through podcasting that have been gracious enough to lend their time and talents to help me finish out this season so we're going to be going the remainder of the way with our music episodes, uh, not doing any of the side splitters or decades or music interview stuff. It's just going to be the mainline episodes uh, from an alphabetical approach that you've come to love from File Under Entertainment, now with just Eric. So hopefully you'll continue to stick around and enjoy. Thanks. Here's the episode. All right. Hit it. Oh, are we like Welcome. Stone- what? <laughs> <laughs> you said hit it. You said hit it. And I don't know what the fuck is going. <laughs> no, I meant it like hit it. Like if you needed to hit record or whatever, like that. That's what I was gonna start my spiel. <laughs> no, we're recording right now. Place. Oh my god. Awesome. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Eric and guest. My guest today is Jared from Feathers and Friends. Welcome in, Jared. Hi. I was going to wave to you guys, but I remember this isn't video, so hi. Yeah, this is just audio. We're so used to doing video-related stuff, and it, oh, like, we can at least still see each other on video, so that's something. So. That is true, yeah. Uh, yeah, as mentioned in the introduction, that's going to be how it uh, is kind of from now on. This is our E episode, the first one where we're going without Dylan, so... Uh, I needed to rely on uh, my friends from the podcast sphere, and Jared is one of those first and foremost, like a in-real-life friend that I've made through podcasting, and uh, I've been on his show a bunch, and uh, now he's like returning the favor and coming on here. He's also joined us over at the Evil Mark show to do Mock My World segments, and now he's our video editor for that show as well, so uh, we've got it fully embroiled i can't escape jared nor do i want to so <laughs> well i, I feel i feel better about that knowing uh mark i i do apologize but i don't because uh eric is mine and mine alone sir you stay away from it so <laughs> <laughs> hey you guys can fight over me that's fine uh so today uh we have two interesting artists uh, we have ellie goulding who is my pick and we have eminem which is jared's pick so uh Ellie, I was telling Mark uh, on the After Hours show, which is going to come out on Sunday, I think, so well after this, Mm -hmm. but I was telling him that I picked her because 
one of these songs is one of my all-time favorite songs. Okay. And I will let you know when we when we get to that. But that was the reason that I chose her to discuss. But in most cases, I've had like a really tough time trying to pare it down from like 20 songs to 10 songs to five songs. And it's been like kind of incredibly difficult with her. It was a little bit different because I knew two of them right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And then like a third that I was kind of sold on. But those last, well, the last one specifically that I had to pick was kind of like a stretch. I listened to like her entire, you know, catalog, or at least all the ones that, that I have uh, on my, on my phone and everything. And yeah, it's a little, you had mentioned off mic before we started that she's a little poppy and it's a little bit different than what I would normally listen to it. A lot of her stuff is kind of like dancey, like yeah, I get, techno dancey kind of I get stuff. very Lindsay Sterling vibes. If you know who that is, I do not. Uh, she's a, she's a famous, uh, I think I'm saying her name, right? Lindsay Sterling. She was on YouTube. She does like a violin kind of thing and she gets okay. really poppy with it. She does some like synthetic covers. Like she does a lot of very interesting stuff. And it, it kind of gives me that very poppy vibe. I mean, I like her. I mean, she's very attractive. So, I mean, that does help too. But yeah, <laughs> when when you sent me the list, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, like I listened to her like two or three times a day through the list. I was actually listening to her for about the last four hours of my work um, because she was just that good and it flowed. But I was like, this, I would never pick Eric for something. I would not expect <laughs> Eric to listen to something like this, you know? Yeah, most of them. Are, are not just I mean I do like a lot of female artists but this is more on like the poppy dance kind of uh, end of the spectrum so it yeah just but that one song means so much to me that that's why I had to to pick her to discuss so we're gonna do a little something a little bit different in this case like in if you've listened to the previous episodes that we've done in the music sphere we've all we've always just had like a little interstitial and then asked you to do the the incredibly annoying thing, I'm sure, of pausing the podcast, going to Spotify or you know wherever you listen to music, and then seeking out the song, and then doubling back to pick up on the podcast and to hear us discuss it, only to break a minute or so later to listen to the next song. We're gonna try uh, and until we get uh, the episode taken down or the entire show canceled by just embedding the music within and just rolling with it and seeing. Because I, I was talking with Jared. Uh, Spotify does offer um, a method through Anchor, which is where I have my podcast hosting anyway, where you can have the songs embedded in the podcast, but then you can only listen to the show on Spotify. And I know that a lot of our listens come from Apple Podcasts and Overcast and you know Google. So a lot of things that aren't specifically just Spotify. So I don't want to, you know, just pigeonhole people and just hamstring them to only be able to listen to the show. But if that's how what, how we have to do it going forward, like if we get in trouble doing it this way, then we'll see. I don't think that we're a big enough show that it's really going to hit a lot of people's radar to, that they're coming after us to sue us or whatever, but uh, we'll see. So <laughs> we're going to start with... Uh, Keeping with the alphabetical approach, we're going to start with Ellie Goulding, and the first song on the docket is "Guns and Horses." All right, I do want to apologize to everybody if you can if you hear it thundering and lightning. It is legitimately raining and thundering here. I live in a tin can of a trailer, so that's probably what you hear. And uh, Eric, I want to let you know too: when the music cuts in, I'm not going to be able to hear a single thing you can say. Okay, so <laughs> all right, uh, we're, we're starting with "Guns and Horses." You said, "Yes, sir." We're just going to enjoy the music, and then we'll pick up afterwards. 
enjoy being with you. You like that? Oh, I gotta, I, I gotta mute, I gotta unmute myself here on, on. Okay, that was a great song, dude. There we go. The listeners can hear that now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm glad you like it. It's uh, one of the ones that I really like. It's one that was definitely top on the list. It's not the song, um, 
but it was one that it was uh, kind of a no-brainer to choose. Yeah, it's from one of her first, if not her first album. So, and it's one that she wrote. Yeah, she co-wrote that herself. So that's what I like about her. It's like she's not a typical kind of pop artist and where like a lot of other people write her material and then she just performs them. She writes a lot of her songs and a lot of them are have like pretty profound lyrics and they actually mean something and it's not just sugary pop goo that yeah so yeah i like i mean it and she's british so that oh just makes her that much cooler nice yeah uh, john frederick fortis and elaine jane goulding are the the writers of the songs that's that's actually something that i, f I find kind of rare nowadays i mean um that with a lot of these more poppy ish songs it's it's one or you know usually it's about five or six people i mean Oh, what was that song? WAP, I think is what it was, where I uh, I looked <laughs> yeah. at that and I, I remember you reading the lyrics and it's like five or seven people wrote that. I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, I like that. It's only two people wrote this. And I mean, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, the, I left my house, left my clothes, door wide open, heaven knows. I was like, that's pretty dope. Like, like you can you can tell exactly what she's doing there. And it it makes sense. It's, it's one of those catchy little hooks. And it's I like it. I like it. It's I, I don't like many pop songs, but I do like this one. Yeah, I'm glad. I there's some on here that maybe are a little bit. Well, we'll see how how you feel about them when we discuss them. But I'm glad that you like them. I did choose <laughs> that one to start us off for a reason because I did feel like it was a pretty good re representation of her as an artist, and I, I felt like it was a little bit more, you know, kind of faster paced. It was a little bit more rocky of a song, you know. So I mm -hmm. figure you might dig it for that reason. So. Uh, I guess if you are ready, if you don't have anything further to add to that one, we will move on to the next one, which is Heal. Yeah, I, I, I do have one final thing to add. Uh, yeah. Like when I first heard the song and it started, I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun at work. Like that's that's all I thought was it's like, ooh, this is going to be a great ride. I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I think because I, I have on Spotify where it auto plays just random all these other songs, you know, they're like, mm -hmm. like her and stuff. And like yeah. it literally just picked like her albums and it just went with it. And there was not a moment in time where I was uh, just talking through the headset at work and just kind of going through it and listening to her songs that I was like, any of this is bad. I it, it just it flowed so well that I could have just left it play. But I had to stop work and had to go finish some stuff before you podcast. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> I liked her all. I like everything. Wow, that's good. Yeah. So we're jumping to heel, you said, right? Yes, sir. H-E-A-L heel.
that you're broken I know you're lost cause I am too It's in your voice, I hear you choking When did delusion take the truth? I think you're in love with the pain you feel You won't let it go, you won't let it heal Baby, it's clear, you don't even know me kitty cat wants to get in on it too yeah he certainly does yeah sorry i took the, my headphones off i took my headphones off and my wife who's down here she's like i can hear the music leave them off oh, that's all good man. <laughs> dude the, her album cover is like so that like that song is a perfect encapsulation of the delirium album cover and because uh, i'm on a to z lyrics I, i'm reading the lyrics as we go along here but apparently it's like part of the uh what's it called the deluxe edition bonus track is is what uh heal is from like if that's a deluxe edition bonus track the rest of that album's got to be a f- bangers just <laughs> absolute bangers man you did make sure that you hit it so that the audience can hear you, right? Yep, yep. I, I, okay. I definitely. <laughs> I was going to say, I, like, <laughs> if you just said all that profound stuff and it was just, like, just to me, and then, like, all, all, all they're hearing is just, like, dead air. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, I, I am. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I am so I am so retentive about checking the audio levels and making sure it's recording all the time. So if anybody if you ever notice that I'm always like looking off to a different screen, it's because I'm just I did that on two podcasts and I did that on a recent one with a buddy that uh, by the name of Chris. He's a, another guy that I met on Reddit. And like we left out like an hour's worth of content because I'm silly like that. And I yeah, it, it was like a bunch of talk about the new about the new GTX 4090 series and stuff. Oh my god! I know. Wait, is uh, is Chris the one that you did that like the the mini sode with, where the the Demon Souls yep. games? Yeah, the... yeah, he was cool. Those were good. Yeah, I he... don't know anything about those games, but he sounded like he was very knowledgeable. So that was those were cool. Yeah, we we definitely do a deep dive on it, but I don't want to hijack your episode. Delirium <laughs> and the the very beautiful uh, Ellie Golding. What would? How did you feel about the song? I like it. It's I. Of these five, I well, I mean, the rankings are going to come much later. So I, it's, it grows more on me. That honestly was the one that I, that I found like last, and it was like okay, I guess of well, I can't say that because there were she's done a lot of, um, like soundtrack stuff. Like she did a really? song which is really good actually, but it's for uh, 50 shades of gray. And I'm like, I'm not going to talk about a song <laughs> that's from 50 fucking shades of gray. Not going to do it. And she also has another good one, but it's from twilight breaking dawn. And I'm like, I'm definitely not going to fucking talk about twilight. <laughs> so even though I just did, so <laughs> yeah. So I kind of just, you know, a little bit of, you know, shot myself in the foot there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, I mean, this song is great. Like that's a, I used to, I used to have that playlist for when the mood was right, and this uh-huh. this sounds like a this sounds like a song that I would put on the playlist as like number one or number two to to be like yeah, my imaginary girlfriend, let's get into the mood for a minute here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is like it's good, like I'm surprised I like her, you know, like her music. It's this this is some. I like how you how you paused and then prefaced the you know her music you know because her I mean it, it would be blatantly obvious why I like her yeah but yeah. like her music yeah like, <laughs> I get I, you I've listened to like like some death metal deathcore chicks where you're just like damn girl and then you hear their voice and you're like you don't sound at all like a lady at all you know and it's just like I mean you're cute but like it's a little too over the top for my metal taste but like no like she looks like she could belt out some bangers and here I am I'm just like yeah girl you've 50 shades of gray awesome let's do this (laughs) (laughs) I mean fair enough it's yeah it sounds like it could be uh yeah some nice good songs to have on the the boudoir playlist for sure yeah it's fitting I I know, yeah. It was it was. I just like I'm discovering music I like, and it's so cool, man. That's cool. That's a, a lot of the reason that I like doing this is to maybe shed some light on some artists that people really wouldn't be that familiar with, or that I feel are like underrated. I'm sure that there's going to be some like you know fastballs that are just like right over the middle of the plate that we're gonna go over as over the course of the rest of the alphabet, but. I think, you know, Ellie Goulding, she doesn't get a lot of play. I, I think she, well, because she is British, I don't think that she's that popular in the States or that a lot of people know her. So maybe this will, you know, shed the light. I mean, certainly introduced you to her. So maybe you will add, have some uh, more songs to add to that playlist for the the special times when they, when they occur. We're working on that. But I would like to take us to paradise, if you don't mind, because I'm excited. Yes. 
Let's get on it. All right, yes, this is paradise. I've been filling in the blanks You left me with your open hands I never knew what I had to do Stumbling out in the dark You left me with a question mark You said the bridges had to be burned And there's a pain that only we know Of when you lost it all on your own Always has to be a new scare to keep us falling over the in paradise i don't know about you <laughs> you got the true like radio dj shtick going on i love that 
<laughs> it, was, it was nice. I just all right. We're back with it. <laughs> I I've thought about it before. Thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I would, I'd be because we're gonna have a very big. Uh, I think the correct use of the word juxtaposition is gonna be here in a minute with uh, Ellie Goulding versus Eminem. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that'll show your true metal as a like radio DJ. If you can spin, if you can go from one to the next without missing a beat, that'll be just primo. I almost feel like one of the songs we shouldn't play because of how you know we'll, we'll get Ellie Goulding with Paradise. We'll touch on that in a brief moment. I don't want to spoil the the, the four comings here, but yeah, I mean that was a little bit slower, a little bit more poppier. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean. I like how she like tells a story in it too. Like she's speak like because you're uh, what is it? Dream another dream because you're killing it, honey. Like that's I feel like she, I feel like she's talking to me like I'm her boyfriend or, or girlfriend or whatever you want to feel. And like I'm like yeah, Ellie, I am fucking killing it here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you really are though. Yeah, I was giving you all those superlatives with all the you know great work you've been doing with the videos for People Mark Show. It's been yeah, you are killing it, dude. I love Get you on. too, man. Thank you. <laughs> we're in our own little paradise together Aww. I, I don't know did that get too, too sappy too sappy right I, I don't know where to go with it I don't. <laughs> well let's turn on the lights the next one is lights oh, oh that was nice I should have been yeah, ready for no. the transition <laughs> no no that was bad all right, everybody, let's turn off those lights and get it party started. You know what? Here's Lights by Ellie Goulding. <laughs> I had a way then, losing it all on my own. I had a heart then, but the queen has been
So, fun fact, I knew that song before, believe it or not. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably one of her more popular ones, but where had you heard that? Do you remember? Uh, I, on the radio. I legit, I think I heard it on uh, 95.5 WIFC, one of the local radio stations up in Wausau, Wisconsin, where I used to live. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I, I just I actually looked it up because I was like, I knew I knew that song. It's been. Uh, it made it to on eight eighteen of twenty twelve. It reached number seventeen, and it was on the Billboard top charts for twenty one weeks in a row. Her fourth highest rated song. Um, wow! And the second okay. uh, ever should, or in the U.S. Uh, I think this or is just the say? Billboard. Mm, okay, which yeah. well, I don't know if that's U.S. specific or if that's everywhere. I think the Billboard is kind of. I, I think this is U.S. Billboard. It's Billboard.com. Uh, adult contemporary is where it's at. God, why is she so hot in like every photo she's in? I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. And you're right. <laughs> this one was only written by two people too. It was her and uh, Howie, Howie's Ashley Francis or Hughes Ashley Francis, whatever. I mean, I like that about her. Like, I think that adds more to her music. That it's only written by like one or two people, so yeah, definitely, and that she has a hand in it, you know, that she's not just taking like the Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears kind of insert, you know, typical pop star here, and just taking someone else's song and just performing it because they don't have, you know, brain cell in their head to do anything. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> that's maybe a little bit mean to Britney because she's kind of been through kind of a lot. You know, it's like all the shit that everyone was always talking about her, and now like now knowing the entire story and it's just like yeah that really is fucked up and you know yeah. and i kind of feel a little bit bad that we were giving her all that grief for so long but well hey sometimes you have explosions in your life and you're not sure what to do yes and so this one i don't want to i was gonna say like bury the lead or whatever but i think since i hadn't mentioned anything i don't <laughs> think it's really burying anything this is the song that prompted me to choose ellie golding this is one of like my top probably 10 songs all time. Well, it's off I love of her it. album Halcyon Days, if that's how you pronounce it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Halcyon yeah. Explosions. Let's Here we go. Give it a listen. You trembled like you see the ghost. And I gave in I like the things you need the most You said 
waiting for the big bang to come out there and it was just a slow steady burn <laughs> yeah and that's uh one of the things i like about it is like it's a kind of a contradiction you know with a name like explosions you expect like this fast paced kind of thing and it's just a really slow and moving and kind of poignant song i love the lyrics i love her delivery like especially the last stanza when she's like meeting somebody and you've learned like the way that she 
sings, learned. It just like it's it's incredible. I it, it yeah, tells a very is... beautiful story, dude. It does. Yeah, well, I don't know how beautiful of a story it really is because I mean, it sounded like uh, it's kind of like a breakup song or or like losing somebody and you know, like finding them in a kind of like a different timeline where they can actually like you know share a love together. So I don't know, but I mean, she does have a way of making it sound beautiful, even though it could be like heartbreaking. So it's yeah, it's incredible. It's. Again, the reason that I chose her to discuss in general was just to expose people to this song and to get it out there because it just it means so much to me. And the funny thing is, is that the, the way that I found this song initially was I was planning on well, because I don't even know if I ever told you did <laughs> so okay. Dylan and I yeah. we we made or well so uh, I'll try to give like the the Cliff Notes version. Like my parents and uncle back in the day made a, a horror like comedy mm -hmm. film that they that they filmed, all right, called Chop Him Up Dreams. And it was like years and years later. And like myself and my cousins were joking at like a family Christmas get together kind of thing, like, hey, enough time has passed, we should do a sequel to that movie, <laughs> Chop Him Up Dreams too. And we did. So over the course of the next year from like Christmas until like the following Christmas, when we actually had the debut, we wrote and filmed and starred and edited and did all the stuff for the sequel. And it was like, it was an hour and five minutes. So like almost like wow. a legitimate kind of movie. I'll share it with you. I, okay. I've got the, the file that I'll send it to you so you can experience that that'll be like the next <laughs> level of our friendship like if you still want to be friends with me after that bullshit then that's the true test okay but uh so we had talked about like okay then enough time had passed since the second one we're like hey we should do we should complete the trilogy and do a third one and everyone was kind of like on board but they're like all right well but we all have less time than we did so as long as you write it and like take the reins with that then we'll just, you know, we'll show up whenever you need it. Okay. So Dylan and I decided that we were going to try writing this thing. And there was like a, a scene that actually had an explosion in it. And so I thought, what would be fucking funnier than like a scene that has like this stock, we were going to take like this stock footage of like a, from like an A-Team episode or something, you know, yeah. like some 1980s property, right? Where there's a, like this really obnoxious fake explosion, but then we were going to have this song play <laughs> over it <laughs> because it's like this, you know, like the slowest possible song that you could ever so yeah that's my really long-winded way of saying that. that's how i discovered the song because it's like oh it's called explosions oh man this would fit perfectly so we were going to use it for this movie that ultimately never you know came to being i i did finish uh the script for it but then you know circumstances every well like first of all covid hit and so mm -hmm. that was just like well you can't even really like really go out in public or get together with anybody anymore so it's yeah. kind of it, like kind of shelved the whole deal but yeah that's uh, explosions. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if, I can't it, from that. if it makes you feel any better, uh, this is like, because I guess if we're talking about that next level of friendship, just to prove how stupid I am, there's a song by Kill Switch Engage called The End of Heartache, right? No mm -hmm. idea it was about a breakup for six, eight years, listening to the song, enjoying it, loving it, until my brother's like, hey, man, you know that song's about a breakup, right? And I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> and that's right in the title. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, I just thought it was a cool song, and it, I was like, yeah, end of heartache. That's kind of it's like, dude, it's it's about a breakup, Jared. It's like, oh. A lot of that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Good. Well, but know. does it change your appreciation of the song? It does a little bit. Yeah. It does. Oh, really? Bit. Okay. Because yeah. uh-huh. it like, because like I don't I, I like have you ever have you ever sung lyrics and then like you hear the corrected version and then you're just like why was I stupid like and you don't remember the old stuff you know why you thought it was so yeah. like I don't remember the old part but like I have a new appreciation where it's like oh okay. <laughs> That makes sense. But then do you almost like lament knowing the truth? Do you wish that you could go back to how you felt about it before? Like thinking because you had like a different appreciation or like like not really knowing the truth. Like would it have been better to live kind of in that in the dark, in that gray area, like not knowing the truth? Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's a little bit more powerful because now that, I, that, I'm, that I'm talking about it, I've, I thought it was him falling in love. So he was no longer heartbroken that he was single. And I thought that's hmm. what that was about. But now it's, he's like, yeah, no, I'm done with you, uh, girl. I'm moving on with my life. My life is awesome. I'm, I'm no longer heartbroken by you. So I feel like it's a little bit more powerful, you know, but okay. like, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish I would have been just, um, uh, oh, what is that word that I'm looking for here? I forget what that word is, but yeah, blissfully ignorant. I, you know, yeah, there you go. I wish I was still blissfully ignorant. So yeah, I get that. <laughs> I did not have that with <laughs> with explosions, but I my uh, reason was I think dare say a lot stupider than yours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, I I can't wait to share that with you, and then <laughs> hopefully I, you'll still talk to me. <laughs> I like now I'm afraid to like watch it because I'm like ah do I really want to ruin the friendship possibly? <laughs> no, I think you'll appreciate it. Yeah. I think we have uh, we have a lot of like the same humor. I think so. I think you'll you'll like it okay so i th- I hope anyway we'll see you it's... know what uh do we have to go in alphabetical order with with eminem here because i feel like oh well no i i mean i didn't do that with the oh. with the songs just like ellie versus eminem so just okay. like it, you can go in whatever order of the songs that you want to go with. okay because i i feel like if we uh if we reorder this it might be a the, talking about the radio a nice little bit of a smoother transition so yeah, no, feel free. This is uh, your choice. Uh, so ha- play them in whatever order you would like them to be played in. All right, so I guess we'll start off with number five here, which is Haley's uh, song. You, you what? know what we did, what, what I did that what? that I fucked up. What you like, fuck what up? I completely forgot. So what <laughs> what we used to do? Yeah. Was we used to like introduce the the artist and like do like the the wiki kind of entry, you know, oh, to give like right. a background. Yeah. <laughs> and I just completely <laughs> fucking forgot. I was just so concerned about getting you on to to actually to do it, and you know, just so thankful that you agreed. It was just like, all right, cool, we got E locked up. <laughs> and then so I, I mean, I I did the thing of, of printing out the lyrics and whatever, and I did the like the got the Aerosmith stuff. And I was thinking, like, I know I'm forgetting something, but I was like, no, nope, seems like it's all here. And okay. then, like, I didn't even think about that until literally just now, like, when you were about to do Eminem, like, oh, wait, no, we should do the introduction. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> we me... didn't do that. But, oh, well. Well, why don't you do Ellie Goldings? Because, dude, if you guys don't know who Eminem is after now, <laughs> I mean, come on. 
I mean, so I can... after you, after you've already heard Ellie, yeah. let me let me give you the rundown of who she is. <laughs> well, you know what's fun about me being able to edit this is nobody's going to know that this is going to be here, but I'm going to leave this part in because it's glorious. So. <laughs> no, I want people to know how much of a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I was I was afraid to drop a curse word on your show, you know? Cause... Oh, dude, no, absolutely, you can swear up a storm. I know. I don't give a fuck. I was just like. I was like, he's being so like PC and just like kind of straight laced here. Cause like with mine, I know we're just like, yeah, blah, you know, just like kind of whatever. Yeah. But no, I by all to, means, I was listening to say Ellie, what you want to say. Ellie and I was like, it's, you know, I don't feel like swearing with her. And then I'm like, Ooh, every song I have is E for explicit. <laughs> like, how's that going to work out? <laughs> Especially with one of the songs. Was she, like, uh, mm, okay. she dropped some, she dropped some F bombs. She drops a little bit different F bombs than the F bombs that Eminem is dropping in some of these. I was like, holy shit. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, not the, the fuck word. The other one, the, the one that you, you mean the British language get canceled a for. Yes. Yeah. They, he's, he's all about that. And which one was it? Is it rap God? I think maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit. See. Uh, so, uh, Elena Jane Goulding, uh, born 30th December 1986, is an English singer and songwriter. Her career began when she met record producers Starsmith and Frank Music, and she was later spotted by Jamie Lillywhite, who later became her manager and A&R. Okay. Uh, the fuck that is. After signing to Polydor Records in July of 2009, Goulding released her debut extended play and introduction to Ellie Goulding later that same year. In 2010, she became the second artist to top the BBC's annual Sound of Pole and win the Critics' Choice Award and the Brit Awards in the same year. She released her debut studio album, Lights, in 2010. It debuted at number one on the UK album charts and has sold over 850,000 copies in the United Kingdom. In November 2010, the album was reissued as Bright Lights, which spawned two signals, a cover of Elton John's Your Song, which was selected for the first John Lewis Christmas advert and reached number two on the UK singles charts, and Lights, which became Golding's highest charting single on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 to date, peaking at number two. And it goes on and on and on. But that is a brief introduction to Ellie Goulding, which also an introduction to Ellie Goulding is it's a little bit of symbolism because that was her, her first album that I just got done saying. And I'm just rambling on. So let's get into <laughs> Let's go to Eminem. All right. Oh, am I reading Eminem's thing? Yeah, please. Oh, you... okay. I, I was like, all right. Uh, so I actually just learned this here. Uh, his name is actually Marshall Bruce Mathers III. Uh, he was born October 17th of 1970, known professionally as Eminem, uh, or uh, formerly stylized with the E backwards. He is an American rapper, songwriter, and record producer. He is uh, among some of the best-selling music artists of all time, with estimated worldwide sales of over 220 million records, as Eric dies in the background. He is credited with popularizing hip-hop in middle America, and is critically acclaimed as one of the greatest rappers of all time. His uh, success and acclaimed works is widely regarded as having broken racial barriers for the acceptance of white rappers in the popular music. Everybody pretty much knows the whole Slim Shady, Martha Mazars. See, I told you. Wicka, wicka. I've been slurring words all day, I swear. But yeah, the dude's from Detroit. Um, you know, I mean, like one of his songs is uh, 
nobody gave an f i was uh, nobody gave a fuck i was white in the underground and then like i mean he just like his whole first couple of albums talk about who he is and that's why i like eminem so much because like his first couple of rap albums like he just tells you his story you don't need to wikipedia him he's like hey this is me this is why i'm cool <laughs> and then like he kind of gets into some weird stuff but yeah like he's if you don't know who eminem or marshall mathers is you're living under a rock good sir or ma'am yeah or agreed yeah <laughs> but it's still nice to have that that very professional you know podcast the introduction like these who are people are you know as we're like an hour and a half into the fucking episode but whatever <laughs> 51 minutes and 51 seconds last i checked and oh. uh, yeah a 30 a 34 year old man who can barely read <laughs> you know so, yeah so professionals <laughs> All right, so what are we starting off with? Because if you're changing up the the order for continuity's sake, like what, where are we going with? I just feel like Haley's song is going to be a nice, smoother transition instead of Stan, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To go from, oh, I I get you, to go from uh, Ellie into... Into uh, a a dude. Into Eminem, you don't want to be hitting hard with the... Okay, although the Stan is, I don't know if there's alternate versions, but... It's the one with Dido, right? Yeah, Dido. Yeah, okay. So that might be kind of it's, still fitting. It's but. very it's 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 not like explosions. It it it, it yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's 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 I just you know what? What you want to do a coin flip or should we just say yeah? No. Right. I I want you as my guest to choose <sighs> the the order that you would like them presented in. All right. You know what? Well, why don't we just start off with the classic, the real Slim Shady? Okay, so you're just completely throwing a curveball there. It's all right, go, go nuts, man. Let's do this. May Stand I have up your attention, man. please? May I have your attention, please? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? We're going to have a problem here. Y'all act like you never seen a white person before. Jaws all on the floor like Pam, like Tommy just burst in the door. We started whooping her ass first than before. They first were divorced, sewing her over furniture. It's the return of the... Oh, wait, no, wait, you're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? And Dr. Dre said... Nothing, you idiots. Dr. Dre's dead. He's locked in my basement. Uh-huh. Feminist women love Eminem. Chicka, 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 slim shady. I'm sick of him. Look at him walking around, grabbing his you know what, flipping the you know who. Yeah, but he's so cute, though. Yeah, I probably got a couple of screws up in my head loose, but no worse than what's going on in your parents' bedrooms. Sometimes I want to get on TV and just let loose, but can't. But it's cool for Tom Green to hump a dead moose. My bum is on your lips. My bum is on your lips. And if I'm lucky, you might just give it a little kiss. And that's the message that we deliver to little kids and expect them not to know what a woman's glitter is. Is. Of course they're gonna know what in the course is By the time they hit fourth grade They got the Discovery Channel, don't they? We ain't nothing but mammals Well, some of us cannibals Who cut other people open like cantaloupes But if we can hump dead animals and antelopes Then there's no reason that a man and another man can't elope But if you feel like I feel, I got the antidote Women wave your pantyhose, sing the chorus and it goes I'm Slim Shady, yes I'm the real Shady All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up Please stand up, please stand up Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes I'm the real Records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. You think I give a damn about a Grammy? Half of you critics can't even stomach me, let alone stand me. But Slim, what if you win? Wouldn't it be weird? Why? So you guys can just lie to get me here so you can sit me here next to Britney Spears. Shit, Christina Aguilera better switch me chairs so I can sit next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst and hear them argue. 
argue over who she gave head to first. Little bitch put me on blast on MTV. Yeah, he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim. <laughs> I said download her audio on MP3 and show the whole world how you gave him an MVD. I'm sick of you little girl and boy groups. All you do is annoy me. So I have been sent here to destroy you. And there's a million of us just like me who cuss like me, who just don't give a fuck like me, who dress like me, walk, talk, and act like me. And just might be the next best thing, but not quite me. I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. Cause I'm Slim Shady, yes, I'm the real Shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up, please stand up. I'm like a head trip to listen to. Cause I'm only giving you things you joke about with your friends inside your living room. The only difference is I got the balls to say it in front of y'all. And I don't gotta be false or sugarcoated at all. I just get on a mic and spit it. And whether you like to admit it, I just shit it better than 90% of you rappers out, kid. Then you wonder how can kids eat up these albums like volumes? It's funny. Cause at the rate I'm going when I'm 30, I'll be the only person in a nursing home flirting. Pinching nurses' asses when I'm jacking off a Jergens and I'm jerking. But this whole bag of Viagra isn't working. And every single person is a slim shady lurking. He could be working at Burger King. Spitting on your onion rings Or in the parking lot circling Screaming I don't give a fuck With his windows down And the system up So will the real shady Please stand up And put one of those fingers On each hand up And be proud to be out of your mind And out of control And one more time Loud as you can How does it go? I'm Slim Shady Yes I'm the real shady All you other Slim Shadies Are just imitating So won't the real Slim Shady Please stand up Please stand up Please stand up Cause I'm Slim Shady Yes I'm the real shady All you other Slim Shadies Are just imitating So won't the real Slim Shady up at all during the song <laughs> i did not even though he said that we uh, we should all do it so it's funny i because <laughs> we were just talking about christina aguilera and britney spears <laughs> so that's kind of fitting that they were both mentioned in the song as well as will smith who's also in the news lately <laughs> did you want to talk about that at all uh other than will smith is an idiot and i i've lost like all respect for the man Currently, yeah, no, I've just lost all respect for Will Smith. I mean, I guess you would have to have had some for him to begin with. So. <laughs> I mean, like, I thought he was kind of cool because he was a fresh Prince of Bel Air. He was, yeah, he was like, he was kind of a pop icon, and then all the stuff about his wife, and now this, and I'm just like, dude, you that, <laughs> sir, like, if there was a way that you could mess up so royally that like just everybody hates you for it that is the epitome or the epitome of epitome, this. yeah, yeah it's uh a brought an old brian regan joke there for those of you who are listening it's very niche but um like yeah like there this was the epitome of being in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the worst thing you could do ever so 
but just like an open-handed slap too it's like that that's what that's what the fresh prince has got huh open-handed slap not you know he doesn't just full-on deck the guy for talking shit about his wife he just open hand slaps him i i think he went with what the, the fuck? i think he went with the scientology approach because apparently he's a scientologist or some nonsense like that and uh apparently according to tom Cruise, like he screams at people it's called like tonal whatever i was watching philip defranco last night but like an open hand slap is how they control instead of a punch because like apparently i guess it's less aggressive or something like that because dude like if i if if i get slapped i'm just gonna like oh shit i got slapped whereas like yeah. dude, don't punch me you know but like if somebody <laughs> slaps me i'm like did i really deserve a slap <laughs> you know <laughs> it just seems like it's on a such a different wavelength than a punch just like if someone comes in like hauls off and decks you like okay it's on like i i would wouldn't even know how to react if another man came up and slapped me i'd just be like what the fuck yeah like you said like okay um i guess that put me in my place like i i don't even know where to, where to go from here so yeah uh, i don't I know that's it, it <laughs> it's it's so annoying i, I just like because, like, I saw the whole lead-up to it and stuff like that. Like, he was laughing at the joke, and then Jada gave him the stink guy, and then that's when he went up. And I'm like, dude, you're such a... <sighs> Sir, no. No, you don't know. Like, everybody that's seen the full clip is, is like... Even, I, even some of the people that are probably offending him, I want to be like, but you... Look, like, he thought it was funny until his wife said no, and then he did something about it. I was like, come mm-hmm. on, man. No, that's no, sir. So, yeah, I don't. It's not like it was like go time from the jump, you know. As soon as like as soon as the words left, you know, Chris Rock's mouth, it's not like he was just like, all right, that's it. No one talks shit about you know my wife. It was yeah, like you said, you know that until she was like, oh, hey. oh, I I should do something. She's like, she is offended. I should I should do something. Okay, yeah. so I guess I'm gonna handle it with a slap. <laughs> just so weird. I don't know. It's so weird. I, I just. There's so much wrong with that that I just I know that somebody's gonna be mad about what I have to say. So, but I was just Will Smith is completely in the wrong, and so many other things should have been done. So, you know, maybe the real Slims lady should should slap him and, and show him what a real rapper can do. <laughs> yeah, both stand up. <laughs> All right. So, so what do you, what do you have to say uh, about that song? It's probably one of his first, you know, mainstream popular mm-hmm. songs. I mean, it it, it was basically raps. one of his his first songs that became popular. I mean, it just. It, it just, I I feel like it was him trying to like establish himself and who he was and why he was cool about things. And I like it just because he's like, I'm Slim Shady. I'm here to stay. Uh, I'm the only Slim Shady that's out there. Uh, welcome to my world. And I hope you enjoy it. And that's yeah, I think that it. he was very cognizant that like his popularity by virtue of being white was going to you know bring about potentially a lot of people that were trying to exploit that and you know market it and become the next great white rapper and so you know i think that yeah it was very early on that he's just like okay you know everybody's going to try to be slim shady but there's only one and that's me and there might be a lot of imitators but i mean look at what happened between eminem and mgk i mean i I heard the first mgk diss and i was like "Ooh, that's pretty good and then i heard eminem's rebuttal and was like no sir you're done i mean it was appropriately titled kill shot i was just like no that's you know yeah that that was dead on like you just eminem is the epitome of a white rapper and he's he's amazing i'm not familiar with this i'm i didn't know that there was b for shots fired so (laughs) mgk (laughs) tried to fire a shot 
And then Eminem responded with kill shot. And I think MGK came back with something, but it was just not good. And Eminem was like, dude, I royally roasted you. You're done. Like you tried to even like he tried to come back with something. It wasn't even good. Um, but yeah, like MGK tried to start some beef to, to, to do something. Um, but this was before the Megan, before Megan Fox just wrapped him around her, her finger and, and um, <laughs> made him what he is now. So, yeah. Like what a consolation prize, you know, like, okay, you, you know, you're never going to be in the, in the ballpark is, is Eminem. So why are you even, why are you even trying? But here's so. Megan Fox. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, stay, stay in your lane and enjoy what you have, you know, that you shouldn't even have, but <laughs> Well, speaking of white rappers, how about we go to white America? Yeah, let's do it. America! <laughs> we love you. We love you. How many people are proud to be citizens for this beautiful country of ours? The stripes and the stars for the rights that men have died for to protect. The women and men who have broke their necks for the freedom of speech. The United States government is sworn to uphold. Yeah,
I'm just playing, America. You know I love you. Yay. <laughs> Such a good song. <laughs> so I feel like personally, did you choose that specifically because it says Eric? You know, I thought about that. On like, the was that a cognizant today? choice? <laughs> I, it didn't... Uh, I, like, I hadn't heard it in a long time. I forgot that was in there. And when I listened to it, I was like, that bastard, did he, did he choose it specifically because it says, little Eric looks just like this. <laughs> I, I, I literally was, uh, I was listening to it yesterday night. And because I was like, I got to brush up on the song because I haven't listened to Eminem in a while. Um, whenever I listen to Eminem, I get really angry for some odd reason. I don't know why. I wonder. <laughs> but, but I was like, little Eric looks just like this. And I was like, yeah, Eric does look just like this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, all right, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's fair. So, yeah. <laughs> I, like, it, it just slipped my mind. Like, White America was like my first angry song that I heard by Eminem. That it was just like he was literally just expressing his anger because like when he came out from the, the, the you know, the real Slim Shady album, like everybody was just shitting on him. And this one, he's just like, fuck all of you, you know? Yeah. And so that was like his big fuck you to everybody that hated him. And for some reason, it resonated with me, you know, maybe because we're all young, dumb and angry at one point in time. And it just hit that. There you go, you know. Yeah, still still dumb and angry, even if I'm not young anymore. So, yeah, it still resonates a little bit. So, yeah, I, I just, I was, it was, it just pissed me off, you know, like, and I just, I thought it was cool, though. So, because it, it gets all the anger out. But I don't know. You, you got anything else to say about it? Or should we go on to a song about his daughter? Oh, we're doing that one next? Yeah, yeah I think we can do Haley's song. I think that, uh, yeah, I just, uh, the funniest part about that was just the the, the whole mention of uh eric I, I i felt uh personally attacked on that no i'm, I'm kidding i don't feel it it's Ta fine it just it was like it, it why did i was kind of taken aback when i first heard it because i forgot that was in there i was like wait that's my name yeah that's a little weird no it it, it, so. it was just because I, I like you were talking about like i had like 10 or 15 songs and I was just like, I think these are the best top five. And just White America's always been up there with me where uh, it was either between White America or Soldier. And I thought okay. Soldier was just a little too on the nose. It was too military hump, rump, rump you know, from when I was in. Yeah. Like it got me. But now that I'm out, White America is just, it's more of a jam. So so did uh, Venom, uh, did that, was that in the, anywhere in the list? One, one I, even in the I, contentions. No. I actually think it's pretty decent for, you know, some of his newer stuff and for like being specifically related to a property, you know, like formulating a wrap around like a, a crappy, not even MCU, just like a Sony movie. Like, yeah, because let's be real. The movie's not great, but I think it's still pretty decent. Like, I can dig it. I can get down with it. So, so I have to jab back because I like Venom. And I don't like Nicolas Cage. So, you know, there's... Oh, yes. I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't... Instead of hashing out why Nicolas Cage is the worst actor and Venom is a really good movie, I'm just going to go ahead and mute you and we're going to listen to Haley's song. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Hijacking my own show, you bastard. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Check it out. Some days I sit and flip 
daddy's here. And I ain't going nowhere, daddy. I love you. All right, let's hear it. Go ahead. <laughs> what? Go ahead. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do you like Haley's song? Why, why do you like Haley's song? I'm not going to give you shit about it because okay. I don't think it's bad. I just want to know the reason that you chose that as one of your top five songs that you wanted to share with me. You know how like when you watch Ryan Reynolds in a movie and Ryan Reynolds is being Ryan Reynolds and then he has a movie like Free Guy. Every movie? Yeah. But then he has a movie like Free Guy okay. or, or something like that that's off the cuff where he you, 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 you see a little bit of him shining through, but he's doing something completely different. Uh-huh. That's why I like Haley's song is because it's Eminem being Eminem, but in a totally different like it's it's a song. It's not a rap. Mm-hmm. It's a legitimate song with a piano in it, and it just sounds great. Yes, I purposely I said piano. So yeah, I, I I caught that and I knew that he, he did it intentionally. So I'm gonna call you out on it. I am a huge fan of Brian Regan. I didn't realize I didn't catch that. What, is it an old one? Like when you said epitome? The epitome? Yeah. The epitome? Yeah. It's uh, I think it's literally off of his album, one of his older albums where it's like the, the epitome of, or the epitome of something. But like some lady comes up to him and she's like, oh, it's the epitome of something. And like, it's part of his <laughs> joke. And I was just like, oh, that's adorable. Brian Regan. <laughs> I don't recall that, but yeah, that's a good one. And yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't catch that, that you were making a reference. So my apologies, but that's, all good. that's a good song. I like that. He actually, I mean, he, he prefaces it by saying that he can't sing, but yet he tries to sing and it's kind of endearing, you know, for a guy that has that rough and gruff persona, to have that much love for his daughter, especially when it seems like in most cases he is has like a misogynistic tendencies and calls women bitches a lot. And then he's like to hear how much he loves his daughter who's female. It's kind of, yeah, it's weird, but yeah, it's also endearing. This is the same uh, that this is off of the same. This is off of the same album as, you know, white America. So that that's like, it's still his super angry album. But yeah, like if he, if he was seen any of the interviews where like they talk about his daughter and try to like get a little in on his daughter or something like that, he like does not like to talk about her. I think I think I saw one interview where the interviewer was like, "Yeah, man, your daughter's looking pretty good," and he's just like, "Yeah, man, she's you know she's my daughter. I love her. She's cute, you know." But like you're like totally can telling that it's like super awkward between the two of them, <laughs> and like when it's kind of like with Will Smith, it's keep my daughter's name out your mouth, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like him. I like Haley. How old must she be now? She's got to be. She's old enough 20? to be having bikini photos on Instagram and people thirst oh, trapping after her. So. Oh no. She's old enough. <laughs> she's old I'm enough. I'm sure that he's not appreciating that at all. See, so, yeah, we're gonna hear about him going going away to prison probably for murdering somebody. So. I think that's what the MGK. I think MGK made a comment on one of her thirst trapping photos, and that's. That's where it really? started. Uh, maybe I'm getting. Ooh, I don't know, but yeah, but yeah, like it was, it was weird. Like I know the the starting of the beef. With, and again, this is coming from me, dude. You know, for those of you who don't know me, I fly by the seat of my pants for ninety percent of everything. My podcast has two topics. I want to talk to Eric about one thing, and I've got a seven questions started up. That's it, and somehow we fill like two hours. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. 
Yeah. And they're we gotta set one of those up actually, because we don't have anything going for March. Well, so yeah, what? I, I mean we could we could have you be the first episode on my pod beam, you know, because I'm a few episodes ahead. So if, if you want to be the next interview, yeah, for sure. We could definitely do that. You could be the first official episode that comes out through Podbeam. That'd be cool. Yeah, just let me know. Well, why don't we move on to why <laughs> yeah, let's, let's instead of <laughs> getting all sidetracked about the next show we're going to do, how about we finish this uh, the show that we're doing right now? Yeah. So what do we? We got two left. Mm -hmm. So what's the next one on the docket? Which one do we want to discuss next? I think we're going to save the best for last, and we're going to go with Stan on the next one, where a, okay. a, a, a male love letter to a fan, I guess, if you will. All right. So this is Stan. Got a tattoo with your name across the chest. I'm 
Sometimes I even cut myself to see how much it bleeds It's like adrenaline, the pain is such a sudden rush for me See everything you say is real, and I respect you cause you tell it My girlfriend's jealous cause I talk about you 24-7 But she don't know you like I know you slim, no one does She don't know what it was like for people like us growing up You gotta call me man, I'll be the biggest fan you'll ever lose Sincerely yours, Stan, P.S. We should be together too from a fan to a rap god. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a nice uh, heartwarming, touching, and uplifting kind of uh, piece of <laughs> piece of music. Wow. Yeah, it's. Uh, I forgot how dark that was. It's been a long time since I heard that. And yeah, uh, yeah it's good. It's uh, the good lyric structure and and whatnot. And it's. But yeah, wow, fucked up. That's that's the <laughs> entire bit. reason why I didn't want to use that one as the first one. It was just, I was like, it gets dark quick. <laughs> yeah, let's start off on a real downer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it, like. For for a lot of people who who have maybe ever watched like a, a a movie podcast or like why somebody likes a movie, I'm a big fan of storytelling as well as character development, and like yeah. you just kind of see the few steps that it takes, and then you know at the end, you know Eminem is like this big mega pop star, and like this guy is like, oh, and it's kind of like the same way with me. It's like I I got a lot of free time, so I text people all the time. And then when people take four or five hours, I'm like, man, why can't you fucking respond? And it's like, oh, that's right. They don't do this. They don't have all the free time that I do. And then, like, I remember when I get, like, stupid busy at work, I'm like, I can't always respond right away. But I'm that kind of yeah. guy that feels like I have to respond and I have to take a step back and be like, people live their lives. And not everybody can just respond as fast as you do. So I don't know. It just it, it's a great storytelling. I like the juxtaposition. And it's not really a rap mm -hmm. song, but like, right. it's a song nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. I do like, uh, same to your point about like narrative structures and song, like songs that tell a story. And I think that's, it's really cool when it can do that, where it's not just so formulaic, where it's got to be, you know, stanza, chorus, stanza, chorus, you mm -hmm. know, uh, I think the, the typical pop structure that you get where everything has to be so formulaic. I like it where it's like this one, it, it always has the, the Dido uh, parts that it come kind of brings it back around but that's the only that's essentially the course it's the only thing that really repeats everything else is like a narrative structure that keeps progressing until you, you come to that like culmination and you can see it gets progressively worse it starts out hopeful and then it ends like <laughs> in a really fucked up <laughs> manner but i like the ghost decided to come over and say hi oh, oh <laughs> there's the puppies there's the puppies <laughs> Yeah, I love the use of the bass. Like uh, in one of the in one of the Metallica songs, I love. I, I feel really weird because I'm putting myself on the spot now, and I forget about it. I I think it's. Um, oh oh god! Um, I listen to it all the freaking time. Where I got I got in my head. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's for whom the bell tolls. Uh, is, okay. is I think where they really have that very bass heavy introduction. And like to me, it just it resonates because the bass is not something that's really meant to be the the forefront of the song. And really, in Stan, it like carries the song. You know, it's the whole mm -hmm. beat, and it's just I just I think it's great. You know, so that's my five cents. <laughs> I like it. I dig it. I I like. Okay, Ghosty. Oh, he wants to come in there. Well, well he's slamming his, his tail against the wall, and so I'm like, I'm sure that's picking up on Mike. But it's not as bad as you would think. It's not as bad as you would think. But why don't you give Ghost some love, and we'll pay homage to why Eminem is the rap god, shall we? Okay. Yes, you are so good at the uh, at the transition. At the DJ. Yes. I know. I definitely on have it. a career in that, buddy. <laughs> All right. Here's Rap God by Eminem. <laughs> Look. I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings, but I'm only going to get this one chance. Something's wrong, I can feel it. It's just the feeling I've got. 
like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You're just what the shot for. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the front to the back, nah, back, nah. Now who thinks that arms are long enough to slap box, slap box? They said I rap like a robot, so call me rap box. But for me to rap like a computer must be in my jeans. I got a laptop in my back pocket. My pinnacle walk when I hat cock it. Got a fat nap from that rap profit. Made a living and a killing off it. Ever since Bill Clinton was still in office. With Monica Lewinsky filling on his nutsack. I'm an MC, still as honest. But as rude and as indecent as all hell. Syllables, kill a hall, kill them all. This livity, gibbity, hibbity, hip hop. You don't really want to get into a piss and match with this rapidity rap pack and the Mac and the back. Yak, 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 rap, rap, yak, 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 the exact same time I attempt these lyrical acrobat stunts while I'm practicing that I'll still be able to break a motherfucking table over the back of a couple of faggots and crack it in half. Only realized it was ironic, I was under aftermath after the fact. How could I not blow? All I do is drop F-bombs. Feel my wrath of attack rappers I have in a rough time period. Here's a maxi pad, actually disastrously bad. For the whack while the masterfully constructing this masterpiece. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the front to the back, nah, back, nah. Now who thinks that arms are long enough to slap box, slap box? Let me show you maintaining this shit ain't that hard, that hard. Everybody wants the key and the secret to rap immortality like I have got. Will there be true for the blueprints? Simply rage and youthful exuberance. Everybody loves the root for a nuisance. The earth like an asteroid did nothing but shoot for the moon since Pew. MCs get taken to school with this music Cause I use it as a vehicle to bust the rhyme Now I lead a new school full of students Me, I'm a product of rock him, lock him, Shabazz, Tupac W-A-Q-K dot ring, yellow easy, thank you, they got slim Inspired enough to one day grow up, blow up and be in a position To meet Run DMC and induct him into the motherfucking rockin' Roll Hall of Fame, even though I walk in the church and burst in a ball of flames Only Hall of Fame I'll be inducted in is the Alcohol of Fame on the wall of shame You fags think it's all a game, till I walk a flock of flames off for planking, tell me what in the fuck are you thinking? Little gay looking boy, so gay I can barely say it with a straight face looking boy You witnessing a massacre like you're watching a church gathering take place looking boy Boy, they that boy's gay, that's all they say looking boy You get a thumbs up, pat on the back and a way to go from your label every day looking boy Hey looking boy, what you say looking boy? I get a hell yeah from Trey looking boy I'ma work for everything I have, never ask nobody for shit out my face looking boy Basically boy, you're never gonna be capable to keeping up with the same taste looking boy Cause I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god All my people from the front to the back, nah, back, nah The way I'm racing around the track, call me NASCAR, NASCAR Failing heart of the trailer park, the white trash god Kneel before generals are this planet's crypt no Asgard, Asgard So you be Thor I'll be Odin You rodent, I'm omnipotent Let off, then I'm reloading Immediately with these bombs I'm toting And I should not be woken I'm the walking dead But I'm just a talking head A zombie floating But I got your mom deep-throating I'm out my ramen noodle We have nothing in common, poodle I'm a Doberman Pinch yourself in the arm And pay homage, pupil It's me my honesty's brutal, but it's honestly futile If I don't utilize what I do, though, for good at least once in a while So I wanna make sure somewhere in the chicken scratch I scribble and doodle enough rhymes to Maybe try to help get some people through tough times But I gotta keep a few punchlines just in case Cause even you unsigned rappers are hungry looking at me like it's lunchtime I know there was a time where once I was king of the underground But I still rap like I'm on my pharaoh munch grind So I crunch rhymes, but sometimes when you combine Up here with the skin color of mine You get too big and here it comes trying to Censor you like that one line I said on a back from the Mathers LP1 when I tried to sell Take seven kids from Columbine Put them all in a line at an AK-47 A revolver and a nine 
see if I get away with it now that I ain't as big as I was, but I'm morphing into an immortal, coming through the portal, you're stuck in a time warp from 2004, though. and I don't know what the fuck that you rhyme for, your point, this is Rapunzel, with fucking cornrows, you like normal, fuck being normal, and I just bought a new ray gun from the future, just to come and shoot ya, like when David is made Ray J mad, his dad said he looked like a faggot, and they were this passing into a man while he played piano, man oh man, that was a 24-7 special on the cable channel, so Ray J went straight to the radio station the very next day, hey Fab, I'ma kill you, lyrics coming at you with supersonic speed, ah, summer lama, do my lama, you assuming I'm a human, what I gotta do to get it through to you, I'm superhuman, innovative, and I made a rubber, so that anything you say is shaking off of me, and it'll glue to you, and devastating, more than ever, demonstrating how to give a motherfucking audience a feeling like it's levitating, never fading, and I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can say I fell off, they'll be celebrating, cause I know the way to get them motivated, I make elevating music, you make elevator music, oh, he's too mainstream, well that's what they do when they get jealous, they confuse it, it's not hip-hop, it's pop, cause I found a hell of a way to fuse it, with rock, jock rap, with doc, don't wanna lose yourself, I make them lose it, I don't know how to make songs like that, I don't know what words to use, let me know when it occurs to you, while I'm ripping any one of these verses, the verses you, curtains, I'm inadvertently hurting you, how many verses I gotta murder to, prove that if you were half as nice as songs, you could sacrifice virgins to, uh, school flunky, pill junkie, but look at the accolades, these skills brung me, full of myself, but still hungry, I bully myself, cause I make me do what I put my mind to, when I'm a million leagues above you, ill when I speak in tongues, but it's still tongue in cheek, fuck you, I'm drunk, so Satan take the fucking wheel, I'm all sleep in the front, pumping heavy D in the voice, still chunky but funky, but in my head there's something I can feel, tugging and struggling, angels fight with devils and here's what they want from me. They're asking me to eliminate some of the women hate But if you take into consideration the bitter hate that I have Then you may be a little patient and more sympathetic to the situation And understand the discrimination But fuck it, life's handing you lemons, make lemonade then But if I can't battle the women, how the fuck am I supposed to bake them a cake then? No mistake, it's a, it's a fatal mistake If you think I need to be overseas and take a vacation To trip abroad and make a fall on a face and Don't be a retard, be a king, think not Why be a king when you can be a god? I like it. I like it. <laughs> so wow, that's the 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 music is so off-putting though. That's like the the background that the it's it's so like it's jading and but wow that that whole part where he uh, just loses his it? mind. Well, that's like most of the uh, <laughs> most of the song, but that. That part where he just goes super fast of the Asama Lama Duma Luma Yusuma am I human? What do I gotta do to get through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I made of rubber, so anything you say is ricocheting off me and it'll glue to you. I'm devastating more than ever demonstrating. It's like how he remembers all that and how he gets through it without tripping over himself. It's crazy. Yeah, that's Megan was just saying, like, you know how many more words that they have to know and remember because it doesn't have that like chorus to fall back on? Like if he was to do a concert, he was like, all right, I'm going to do Rap God. And he's like, okay, I got to remember this fucking six-minute song where nothing repeats. You know, that's, wow. Yeah, that's kind of insane. I but. I mean, that that fully, because, like, I remember uh, one of the guys, like, he was original, like, fast rapper that took off or whatever. Like, he went on Ellen DeGeneres, and then, like, I kind of found out he's, like, a total D-bag or whatever. But, like... To hear Eminem just be like, yeah, I'm going to do that now. And, like, I heard the song, Rap God, and it's just, it's insane that he just, it, it, he spits it so well. I kind of want to be like, how many takes, Em, did it take you before you hit that <laughs> perfectly and flawlessly? You know what I mean? Right. So Yeah, it's, you would think a lot. Like, just to be able to write that and then put that to memory and then just commit it and, and then just be able to, 
Because I don't know how many times I just stumble over myself. And I think I fuck up at least several times, like in every Evil Mark show where there's, you know, we just roll with it. And I'm always just, just tripping over my tongue, uh, trying to say something. I'll have it perfectly formulated in my head, know exactly what I'm going to say. I'm like, yeah, that's going to sound perfect. And then I just try to say it. <laughs> does not does not compute <laughs> applesauce mush can't spit it out yeah certainly with that kind of eloquence although he does uh, drop a couple of hard uh, f's in in there uh that's uh the most egregious example i think toads megos forgot about uh, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of a lot of them in in that one particular song yeah. but i i, I yes. think it's i think it's just because like it's his job you know like I think about like how long it took my buddy to learn, you know, the the entering to Sad But True on Metallica when we were kids in high school in the guitar. And you're like, well, I mean, James Hetfield and, you know, Kirk and all those guys kind of wrote that in like a week or two. And then they had it down pat because it's their fucking job. You know, they spent <laughs> yeah. 40 hours a week or even more at right. the studio just, burr, 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 you know, and then like, whereas we're like at school, like, yeah, and then like, you know, two hours after school until mom's like, turn that damn thing off. You know, you're like, all right, I gotcha. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's literally their livelihood. And if they don't do that, then uh, they're not going to eat. Well, I mean, I don't think that they, they, they've I mean... been popular enough for a long time <laughs> at that point that they still would have been fine. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're I, Lars, I you can point. always just sue Napster. So. <laughs> totally true <laughs> all right did you have anything more that you wanted to say on that song or just any of eminem stuff as a whole or um it, yeah i mean it just i like eminem he's one of the very few rappers i can actually stand so i mean huzzah <laughs> yeah that that's really it just eminem is one of the very few like if you take a look at my rap i cause i call it rappy rap but like i've got like uh, songs here and there of other people but then like it's just eminem icp and then just other just the random extra songs that are sprinkled in there but eminem is one of the very few artists that i can listen to like a lot of his stuff instead of just bits and pieces so well so what about dre or dmx like either one of them <sighs> It's, I feel like a lot of Eminem's songs differ from a lot of what I, what I call country syndrome, where somebody fucked my wife, my tractor left me, my girlfriend left me, or, you know, like you, you have like a set of things and you're like, oh, that's the that's the tool. And like you, you listen to a lot of those guys and it's <laughs> I'm making so much money. I'm getting so many girls this that like it's just a repetitive thing, whereas Eminem's like, hey, I'm pissed off at America. Yeah, let's write a song called White America. <laughs> it's like, I love my daughter. Yeah. Let's write a song about her. And you're like, dude, that's. It's innovative. It's innovative. Yeah. You know, um, that's fair. Yeah. It's not so formulaic. So, yeah, I, I get that. I love uh, Dre's Keep Their Heads Ringing. I love that one. And DMX, X is going to give it to you. I <laughs> fucking love that. I love that song. It is great. And yeah, as a whole, uh, a lot of their stuff does get repetitive and it's a lot of like, the, like you just said, formulaic and you hear a lot of the same stuff if you just listen to them. So you need to kind of space it out. But yeah, whenever either of those will come on, it's just like, yep, this is, this is really good rap and I really enjoy and appreciate this. So yeah, yeah that's all I got on Eminem. But Ellie, girl, you have won a place in my heart. For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad that I was able to introduce you to her. And now maybe you can uh, sprinkle that into the repertoire because I know that you listen to music pretty consistently. So now that maybe she'll 
have a place in the rotation. So that's pretty cool. So are you ready to get into the ratings portions then? Yes, sir. Bring it on. All right. Let's do uh let's do Ellie first. What would you what's your fifth favorite Ellie song? Uh I gotta go back to it because I don't remember them all. Let up Spotify. Thank you. Oh, where was it? Where was it? I had it up just a moment ago. Um oh there it is. Good evening. Thank you, Spotify, for putting it at the back of my list. I'd have to go with explosions. Just number five explosions. It's just it How very dare you say. No, that's it, it, I was I was waiting for the crescendo, man. I was waiting for the the pop, you know, the drop. Like you hear that in 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 the techno songs, and it's just that build, and you you feel it building, and then just it's a slow fizzle, and it just sits there, and you're like, I feel like I got blue balled, man. Ooh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a totally new way of looking at that song that I don't think I'll ever uh, hear it the same way again. Man, I'm um, making out on the couch. She's letting me, you know, get to third base under the shirt, over the bra, you know. And then she's like, "Hey, it was really nice. It's getting late. You should get going." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go home then," you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, it's a good song. It, it was a fun. It was a fun experience. It was a great song. Like I would. Like I said, I, I listened to the the playlist a few times, and I, I liked it every single time through. But it, you got to give a rating, so I got to put somebody at the bottom. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Where you at? <laughs> that uh, that uh, comment, just real quick. Uh, I know that you like comedians as well. Are you familiar with uh, Adam Ferrara? Uh, yes, I've heard a few of those. Oh, okay, so, yeah. so he had one of his earlier, like probably early 2000s stand-up mm-hmm. sets was talking about like him um being engaged but then still getting like hit on by girls after shows and he's just like i'm engaged i can't do anything he's just like but i'm kind of turned on so it's like thanks now i gotta go slam my dick in a drawer you know so it's like, <laughs> when you when you said that uh, just kind of reminded me of that so okay so number five i'm going to say uh i'm gonna do paradise Hmm. Okay. Why, why paradise for you? Um, just, I, I thought it was going to be heel, honestly, because that was the one that I was kind of, that was the last one to finally make the cut. And so I mm-hmm. thought, okay, this is the last one that I, uh, picked to round out my top five. So this is probably my least favorite of these songs, but then hearing them again, I like the sentiment and the words and everything behind heel and paradise seems like it is more of the, the poppy dance kind of thing. And so, uh, yeah, that's not really normally my shtick. So that's, I got you. that's fifth. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to actually go with paradise as number four for me, to be honest with you. I, I'm right there with you. Like it's, it's, it's there. Um, but it's just, it's not there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still getting better. It's giving me that pop hook that I like, but I mean, just, and I mean, you'll probably understand why my number one is my number one, but it is probably yours too. I would highly venture to guess. But like, I'm right there with you. It's it's just good enough. You know what I mean? Just good enough. So yeah. Right, so I am going to choose heel as my number four, just okay. by virtue of what I was saying. Like it was theoretically going to be my five, but it's my four. So nice. I really like it. Uh, I think that I will start listening to it more frequently now because I didn't give it a lot of like playtime before. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I do like lyrically and kind of like the story that it's portraying. So I will start to pepper that in. So yeah. where are you at with uh, three? Uh, three is going to be, is actually going to be lights. I, I like lights a lot. It, I, you know, it, especially because it's a single, I think a lot of songs that come out as single, they're, 
Um, there are a lot of what people normally like along the lines, you know, a lot of the songs that you hear on the radio and you're just like, okay, I, I get it. Like, this is a good song for a reason. And lights just kind of hit me. It, it's one of those good songs in a genre that I don't pay much attention to. And it, it just kind of, it hits me in that spot that I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good song. That's a real, good that's song. a real, that's a really good sentiment. And I, I think you explained it perfectly yourself. Lights is also my number three for all the reasons that you just said. Okay. All right. So I, I guess we're going to see what number two holds because it's it, it's either I'm going to be on track to we're going to have the same number one or we're about to be very different here. Uh, my number two is. Yeah, it's heel. I like heel. It's it's a good it's a good, solid song. Like like I said, because uh, that was the one that was off of the the deluxe. Right. It was a, 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 mm-hmm. a bonus track. Yeah. I'm thinking this is a bonus song okay you know like that's yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's a good song to be a bonus so but i think it's kind of a misnomer because i think that should have been one of the ones that's like a mainline song like i don't know if you're familiar with lana del rey i don't know if you like any of her stuff Kinda. she's got an entire like uh uh like rarities or like you know b-sides okay. kind of album that she put out and some of those that are on there are bangers and i'm like man like what's the next album like that these got cut from that and then you hear the <laughs> album and it's like fuck i would have taken like six of those songs from that b-sides that didn't make it and replaced it on you know the ones that did make the album so it's like i don't know so who was filling obviously it's all subjective yeah you know music is is one of those things but in my personal opinion i'm just like well who's filling your head with a bunch of shit like what uh what manager or you know what uh person at the executive at the label is saying no you should replace that with this song it's going to be like more commercially successful or what better for airplay or whatever and i'm just like she's got some like real great songs and that's the same kind of thing like i think heel would have been better served being a mainline song than some of the ones that actually did make the album i mean have have you ever heard like a song where you're like this is a fucking banger and then, like, some other people are like, no, sir. But then, like, everyone can be, agree, be like, yeah, Tony's single here on, you know, let, let's, uh, you know, Captain Marvel or whatever. Like, you hear that one song, and you're just like, yeah, across the board, everybody likes it. It's not a big banger, but it's not crappy, but it's, it's like, mm-hmm. it hits the top billboards. It's, you know, number two or three for a week. Like, that's, that, I think that's what a lot of the, the, the top execs want, is they want something that's going to sit well with everybody. Because, I mean, you hear some of the songs, like, my number one and you're just like yeah that's a reason why it's a banger you know and it just like it doesn't resonate with some other people and you're like well do you want it to be a massive hit with a few people or kind of like half your audience and not or do you yeah. like the, or do you want that one song that's going to be good throughout with everybody and that's how she can kind of get the recognition because i've heard some b-side tapes of some other bands i'm like yeah there's a reason why it's the b-side <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. definitely uh, my number two, uh, because my number one is Explosions. Ah. Uh, so my number two is Guns and Horses, which I feel obviously the process, process of elimination. Yeah, that's your number one. So we can talk about that one. So why did that get like your top billing? It, I get it, it was just so weird because it was the first song. It, it actually came through in the order that you sent me on the text message, believe it or not. And I was literally coming back from break at work and I hit it and it just starts off and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's our. That's hooked me. Um, like when I when I was in Iraq, uh, I I started having actual money for like the first time in a while, 
And mm-hmm. uh, so one of the things that I used to do was I'd go out and I'd buy a couple of CDs, you know, I'd like, and I, uh, this was, you know, before the internet could, you know, iTunes and all that good stuff. And especially when I was overseas, we didn't really have the best internet. So a yeah. lot of what I would do is I just buy four or five albums every time I got paid. And a lot of the way that I could tell if I really, really like a song is within the first 20 seconds or so, mm-hmm. uh, 10 to 20 seconds and guns and horses just right out the gate. is just like, yes, ma'am. So that whoops, that's why it, it was, it just, it came out of the gate strong, stick strong. And I, it just, it has a lot of the elements that I think are good in the song. So that's great. I'm glad that I chose that one uh, because I, I did cultivate that playlist intentionally with one that I thought that you would appreciate right out, out of the gate. And so I'm okay. glad that I did structure it that way because I, I was thinking about like leading with explosions. I'm like, okay, that's my favorite song. We'll just get that right out there. And I'm like, no, in my opinion, save the best for last. Okay, I got you. Uh, so like, I, I'm glad that I did cultivate it, you know, change my mind and stick with Guns and Horses to lead it off because it, I think it is a good representation of what she can do as mm-hmm. an artist and sound really good. I mean, Explosions and, is great though. To your point, it is very good. Like I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for it to hit. It's just that good because like... And then it's a, like I said, that slow burn. I like a lot of slow burning stuff and it's night. Like now that I know it's a slow burn song, it is a very good slow burn, but like I'm waiting on bated breath. And that's the only reason why it's my number five is just because I was waiting on bated breath to, to hear the explosion. Yeah. I guess in, in hindsight, like, especially if you do start with guns and horses and be like, okay, this is what she's capable of mm-hmm. and, and like have that same tempo. And then certainly do the same thing with, you know, paradise and to a certain extent, you know, heal and then, uh, lights, which is more like we talked about the, the poppier kind of stuff. It does seem like explosions is kind of like the mellow chill out, like the downer, Mm-hmm. kind of song instead yeah. of the one that's like oh this is the one that's really impactful it's just like okay well if you're kind of geared up to listen to a certain kind of music or you think that she is a certain genre or or you know that this is like the representation i can understand why that would be a little bit different but yeah it's yeah that's my favorite and that's yeah. my number one I, I mean to be honest with you i i was i didn't i had an idea of what she might be in my head and she just kind of blew it out of the water you know, I thought it was going to be very Britney Spears, very, you know, poppish. <laughs> and then it just starts out like even even in even with all the songs, it was just it was a beautiful kind of like it, it was every song had its own specialness about it, I guess, you know, that it, it's a very good mix of, hey, this is everything she can do. And I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I liked it. And I mean, even if you probably threw explosions at number one and then guns and horses at, at number five in the playthrough, I think mm-hmm. I would have turned out to love it all the same, you know, to be completely honest with you. That's really cool. I'm glad that you have an appreciation because I'm not sure that, that Dylan would have acted <laughs> the same. I'm, I'm sure he probably would have been like, yeah, I don't like that. Because he didn't like any of, uh, he doesn't like, he likes very just specific genre stuff. He likes, you know, rock, but it has to be indie rock or like alternative mm-hmm. rock and like alt folk kind of stuff. He didn't like any of, you know, like the, the hard rock heavy metal stuff that I was going to bring to the table. Like he absolutely hated Children of Bodom. Oh, he so couldn't, he couldn't stand that. So yeah, it's, it's also going to be interesting to have, you know, different people that are more passionate with just different genres of music as well. So, all right, what about uh, Eminem? Let's get into the ratings for that. Since I started off last time, you have to start off now with mine. Oh, so where's your number okay. five? 
Number five. Hmm. I mean, while, while you're thinking, I, I I do want to throw this out there. I'm very specific about my metal. I'm very uh, like Kill Switch Engage, uh, Lamb of God. Lamb of God is like one of the few heavier bands that I can listen to, where it's all the the raw 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 stuff, you know, where mm-hmm. they are dark the whole time. But I like when people can hit the opera. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a really good song for anybody that wants to know like a really good what I consider a headbanger's ball. Um, uh, Cardinal Red featuring Mick Gordon off of um, by Monuments, like that's that's like my kind of perfect metal right there. And I, I'm I'm kind of the same way, but I can have a deep appreciation like we saw for all sorts of music. Yeah, so. absolutely. I really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with, even though I think, oh, wow, it's tough because they're they're all good, but mm. I'm gonna go with Stan as okay. number five. It's like I like. I like the Dido uh, because I, I think she's another really good artist. And I think it's her inclusion in the song kind of adds a whole different element to it, but it's just like, it's so dark and depressing <laughs> that I'm just like, I, I can't rate it any, any higher than that. Even though it's a really good song, it's well-structured and well-performed. It's just like, yeah, it's a, a little too downer. Yeah. So number five, that's all good. I, I, I put Haley's song at number five just because it's, it's a beautiful tribute to his daughter. Oh, and by the way, I did look it up. Uh, she was 17 when MGK said that she was like super, super hot. And uh, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> he was he was close, but no cigar. Um, yeah, they, it started back in 2012, and then apparently I don't know how it came to fruition, but yeah, that that was the whole feud there. But yeah, Haley Sung, it's just a beautiful rendition of of a of a love song to your daughter that made it on a major rap album and. It's a very highly played but, song. So. so 2012. So he, that dude was around in 2012. He's MGK. been around for that long. Yeah. Yeah. Really? He, he's, he, he just recently got big. Like in the last couple of years, he got big. Okay. Yeah. He was. So, well, but 2012, so 10 years ago. So she, so she's got, she's almost, she's pushing 30 then. Yeah. I, so she's 27. She was born in 1995, dude. Um, <laughs> wow. where, where, where the fuck was it? It was, uh, Oh no, I, I looked it up something else, but yeah, it, she was, she was, uh, yeah, she was, if I remember correctly, born in 1995, yeah, and so she was 17 at the time that it hit, and then like he discovered it like later, like it was brought up like later on that you know like mm-hmm. he he left it on there, and I was like that's so weird to bring something up that much later, you know, and like all the, like it's weird like when people get big and then people like go through their Twitter and shit like that, and you're like way <laughs> back in 2010, you're like dude that was 11 years ago. People like come on now, you know. Like even yeah. I was different yes last morning, you know. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, so number four, then. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'll go with Haley's song. I like that he did a different uh, approach with it. I like that he actually did try to sing, even though it was something that he obviously wasn't comfortable with, and said that he, he multiple times over the course of the song that he couldn't do it, but yet mm-hmm. he still tried. So, and it is endearing, like a, the reasons that I said before, it's kind of weird. You don't picture him, like a guy that's normally saying like really awful things about having <laughs> like this love and appreciation for his daughter. So it's yeah. kind of sweet and endearing. So yeah, I'll go it, with that one. He's very, uh, did you hear uh, some, 
Snoop Dogg was baited. Like somebody tried to bait Snoop Dogg uh, not too long ago. I, I don't know how old the interview was. These internet things make it up all the time. But this lady was on a uh, uh, he was on a on a radio show, and the girl was like, "Hey, do you feel bad about all the things you've said in the past?" And Snoop is like, "Fuck no." I stand by all my shit I used to say, you know, and she's like, cause she's like with a woke culture and he's like, fuck no, I stand by everything I say. And yeah, I, I like your, your point, you know, and he sticks to his convictions. So are we on to my number four then? Yes, sir. White America. I don't know. It just, it, it was, it was, it was like peak Eminem going, I don't care. I'm here. I'm going to be here. You can all fuck off. If you hate me, I'm going to do what I do. And he continued to show through the rest of his music that he does what he does, what he wants to do. And it's a lot of bangers. So very short and sweet for my number. Yeah, four. there you go. I'm, okay. I'm interested. Uh, Where's your number, number three? Yeah. I'm going with with Rap God. Uh, the things that that work for me is like the length of the song and how much of it he has to remember and how quickly he goes through it. The things that I obviously don't like about it is like all the <laughs> the uh, homophobic uh, stuff he drops several times over the course of that song, so that yeah, kind of kills it a little bit. Um, and just that the the background music it's so off putting. Like most of the time, lyrically, when he's not saying homophobic <laughs> awful things, it's really really good. But the the music is just, it's kind of grating and. Yeah, I don't know, but it's still enough of it goes right that I have to put it like at the middle of the pack. No, I got you. Yeah. Um, Mine is the real Slim Shady for number three. I just he just it's it's a lot of what you were saying, you know, like it it just with Rap God. I like what you're talking about uh, there, but the real Slim Shady is is kind of where I sit with how you felt about Rap God like that to me. it, It it's weird because. The background and the pacing of the song are very weird. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of way he raps about things is is a little odd. And it's, you know, he gets going and then he'll stop. And then he gets going and then he'll stop. But it just, I don't know, just something about The Real Slim Shady is what's weird to me with pacing and, and the music in the background. And it feels, I don't want to call it poppy, but it, it doesn't feel like what a rap should be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I get that. Yeah. So, I, I am curious now that we're inching closer what's your number two so number two is white america (laughs) okay uh what is white america hit you so hard yeah it's just cool it's just it's weird seeing like seeing my name written and then hearing my (laughs) name like in this song just again like i know i mentioned it multiple times to the point where it's probably getting annoying to the listeners like yeah we get it your name's in the song uh but yeah, it, it just kind of took me by surprise. And yeah, I, I like that it is your point you were making earlier, that it's kind of like a an angry, fuck you, like, I'm here, this is who I am. And, you know, I'm going to be popular despite all of your efforts to shut me down. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, but I... Rap God is my number two, to be honest with you. It's just the speed and malice at which he attacks the song to me is it, it almost feels like he hates the song because like it's so good because he hates himself for writing something like that. And he's like, this is the only way I can perform it. And it just 
Cause like I'm a heavy metal fan. I like six minute, you know, six eight minute songs. That's my jam. That's where I live. Mm-hmm. You know, when I hear a four minute banger, I'm like, that's all you got? Like you, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it. I will give you with the rap god. It is very odd, but I think that's what makes him so good. Is that he can take something that you're just like, what the fuck? And then it just <laughs> here we go. We got a rap god. So yeah. obviously by process of elimination, Eric, your number one is. The real Slim Shady. Yeah, it's one of the first ones that I remember hearing because we talked about it. it is one of like his first popular songs. It's off his first, you know, LP, and it's what really, really got him big, and what really started people coming out of the woodwork, like getting all the attention and controversy. And uh, yeah, I, I just remember it being huge, and it still, ha- it just still hits the same way hearing it what decades later it's, it's kind of crazy <laughs> well let's uh let's see here let's pull it up um oh we'll get that uh can i just go right it's got to be 99 i uh, think that it was released 2000 okay it is almost yeah, at a... one uh 908 plays jesus is yeah um <laughs> I'm looking at some of the. I think he's only got like one. Yeah, he's got two songs, and his uh, "Without Me" has hit one million. "Until I Collapse" is another million plays on Spotify. But God knows how many other plays people have had before this stuff hit Spotify. So, yeah, no yeah. kidding. That's insane. Because I when did Spotify really get popular? I don't even know when it came out. Honestly, I'm I'm so time, time is it's so it goes so quickly. <laughs> I remember um, when Pandora was the shit. Pandora yeah. was oh, the, yeah. your go-to. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, and of course, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can only, I could only imagine. So, I remember having a CD and like not even a full stereo system, just like you know, a CD boom boom box, listening <laughs> to to the the CD uh, of yeah, the real some shading. So that's. I, I remember when CDs no longer were a thing. I got so sad because like I had those big binders. They're like the two oh, yeah. the two hundred disc and I mean I've, I've even got a two hundred disc uh, DVD case and like I remember I was uh I was doing a downsize because I had like all the cases, I had it all in a in a neat little display. It's mm-hmm. like I can't just take up that much room with DVDs. <laughs> and so like I called around to like four or five places, like, do you guys have any C D or DVD binders? And they're all like, Uh, Amazon? And I was like, I don't so finally I called up Target and Target's like, yeah, we got like two. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to come purchase one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, we still have all of our CD books and I've always been, you know, like the whole shtick of the show is alphabetical stuff. And so I've always been like really anal, like even in the military, I would have like those big, you know, huge like CD binder books. And every time I would buy a new CD, because I was like you, like, you know, it's payday. It's all right. Time to go to the, the record shop and, you know, find some hidden gems and, and whatever. And so I would always be like real anal. It's like, all right, this one's like a T. So I got to take out all, oh. all these ones before it, you know, <laughs> and put them in. Yeah, I've, I've always kind of been that way. Just like a, a word and letter nerd. So start from pretty the- cool. Start from the very back because you're moving everything backwards. So start from the yeah, very, yeah. that would have been a smart move. But it's like no, it's like, and it was always like big to me. Like a, a whenever like meeting a new friend or whatever, it was always like, 
this is who I am. Like, you're going to learn so much about me by sharing my music with you. And so it's like flip through my music book. And if you know half of those like artists in there, we can be friends. If not, go fuck yourself. No, not really. But it, uh, it, it was kind of like that. It's like I, I could find common ground with people that knew some of the like weird, obscure shit that we listened to. <laughs> like, wow. My buddy Tommy uh, introduced me to so so much music that just like have you ever heard of uh the replacements or not mm. i'm sorry fucking not the not the replacements god damn it okay they're, they're just so like uh mainstream the <laughs> residents the oh. residents are these guys that no one I, I i don't know if it's a uh, urban legend or what but they would wear these eyeball masks on their heads mm. and they would perform like that mm. and i have can you see it yeah did I, you I look just, it up I just i, I looked yeah. them up on spotify yeah like the, the music is not great but it's just so fucking weird and just like the backstory behind them that they were just these oddball goofball guys that like no one knew their real identity and that they would just like do all their their uh like media performances like in costume and no one knew who the fuck they were and it was just like and this was before I mean, like the internet existed, but mm -hmm. it was before, like, it was really like so mainstream and certainly before, like we had, you know, computers in our pockets, it was just like all, all this scuttlebutt about like, who are these guys? And it's so weird. And that makes it cool and blah, blah, blah. It's just, just weird, random shit like that. And there's so many, uh, artists I was introduced to that were like that. And like, hmm. just go into like a, a tower records or go into like, a a used record store and flipping through trying to find like first release uh, or just really rare issue pressings of cds that you couldn't find anywhere and so like finding one was like a fucking holy grail you know yeah you know, it, that was it was so neat and you don't have that anymore it's like it's so awesome like being able to have all this music on my phone or at the click of a button you know click of a button yeah you can find anything on spotify or or, or whatever but it was there was something that was really fun and exciting about like the the thrill of the hunt you know mm -hmm. uh, to trigger mark because <laughs> he hates treasure but yeah it was like sorry mark but uh yeah it was like a treasure hunt where you you go and you, you find these rare obscure things and you, you drop your hard-earned money and then you go to just squirrel it away in, in your book and you know it was just so fucking cool I mean, they've been playing, uh, they don't have any tour dates, but I'm looking at some of the tour dates that they have on Spotify. And like, they were in Frankfurt and Maine uh, back in February 20th. They were at Helsinki not too long ago. Uh, you know, Berlin. I mean, a lot of they're these- They're still are, around? They're still doing shit? Uh, if if this calendar is correct, their last their last tour date was Tuesday, February 21st at, uh, 21st at 11 a.m. at uh, I'm, I'm it, Helsinki. I'll just say that. They were in Helsinki. But they're like- like 11 a.m noon 1 p.m so like they're very wow. afternoon shows but yeah like they've they've had some well yeah because they've, they've got to be in their fucking 60s or 70s by now yeah. i'm sure i mean shit so 52 and a half or 52,795 monthly listeners uh for wow. the residents so yeah but like their shit's weird like taking one look at them yeah. it, it was almost kind of like when i first was introduced to slipknot i was like okidly dokie then yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it was just, and again, the music's not great, but it was just more about the, the backstory of these things. And it's like, we like weird shit. That makes us weird and cool too yeah. and unique and, and whatever. So 
Yeah. I don't know. If if we make it to the letter M, um, uh, for for those of you who don't know me, I am a huge Metallica fan. Like, uh, I and and if I remember, which I most likely will, I will tell you the story of how I went from from Garth Brooks and Country to literally within twenty minutes, I was metal <laughs> till I die. So awesome! Yeah, I cannot wait for that story. Yeah, you're already tabbed. I knew. When I was going to reach out to people to help me, I was like, well, I know M's taken up because I know your affinity for, oh. for Metallica for sure. So, Thank you, sir. Uh, okay, so that means your number one is? Stan. I, I just, it's it's so dark. And it, it, like I tell everybody, I love a good story. Tell me a story where I can get invested with the characters. Tell me, like, I, um, you ever seen the movie with Brad Pitt? Uh, Shia LaBeouf, the the tank one or whatever it was. Yes. Um, Fuck. Fury. Fury. They're like I like the like they don't give you any story about the guys in the background. All you know is that here's the new guy. It's so weird and it's so awkward. And like I realize mm-hmm. now that it's a it's a damn good movie because it sets the tone for what it was like. But when I first watched it and didn't really understand it until I like had that thought process. It, it tells such a good story, right? And that's why I yeah. like Stan, because you you can empathize with Stan. You can empathize with Dido as she's kind of telling the little, the hook, and you're like, you're getting it. And you're just like, it tells a whole weird story about two very different people and two different lives that it crossed, that their lives crossed. And Stan is so affected by Eminem, and then Eminem is so affected by Stan that it's just a damn good fucking story. Yeah. I appreciate that. But it's just kind of weird that like my, for Ellie, my number one was your number five. Yeah. And for Eminem, my number five was your number one. It's a, it's a nice uh, kind of contrast that we had. But largely the ones in the middle kind of met up. Yeah, I, I like how yeah. I, I like how we almost kind of flipped on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, deep, but it's a yeah. good dy- dynamic. But the the funny thing is that we agreed on almost everything. It's just like we appreciated it for seemingly like different reasons, like a lot of the same reasons, but mm-hmm. also some different ones as well. So I, that is that. Are you willing still to play the Is It Aerosmith game? Sir, I told you I would play this game with you. I, right, I told you to, to take the lead. I am here for the ride, good sir. I'm here for the All ride. Right. So I just want to make sure, because I've taken up a lot of your time already, so I, I want to make sure that you're still willing. I don't want to speak for anybody, so okay, I've, here uh, we go. I've been able to text uh, a gal by the name of Vanessa uh, throughout this. This is this is not the work girl. This is someone else in, in okay. between the lulls of the music. So I'm doing good. I'm, and to be honest with you too, I'd be probably watching Netflix or playing a stupid video game. So no worries. Fire away. Hey, let's no see. video games are stupid. Well, let's some see of if are. I know Aerosmith or. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Here's our first one. Now I don't know how you want to play it. You you might want to say like maybe you know right off the bat if you, if you know that it's not Aerosmith or you know who it is, maybe you can tell me and then we'll I'll we'll ding give you some in. points here. I'll ding. All right, in. here we go. I'll ding in. Something's going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning, talking about how she can make it all right. Well, happiness is when you really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong. Being in love with someone. Yeah. Oh, baby, love and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm sorry. Right. Like you ever hear when comedians are like, if you read material, my material, it sounds horrible. And it's it's <laughs> kind of like I I because I giggled every time I heard this, I would giggle a little to myself. But hearing it like in person is the first time it's oh, it's it's glorious. It's it's more glorious than I thought. <laughs> Um, it's well prepared to get uh, even more glorified here because uh, okay. some of these are, are super funny. Here's our next one on the okay. dock. Last night I tried to tease her. I gave my love a little pinch. She said, "Now stop that jiving. Now whip out your big ten inch." Oh, dang it! Record dang it. That's Aerosmith, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, yes. All right. It's Aerosmith big 10-inch record from Toys in the Attic. Yes. I'll, I got to finish it off, though. Okay. Big 10-inch record of a band that plays the blues. Well, a band that plays the blues, she just loves my big 10-inch record of her favorite blues. All right. So now there, it could be. Okay. I, I said there's at least one of these is Aerosmith. Okay. So more of these could be okay. Aerosmith. So it's, Oh, Howard just pointed with his gun and said, that way down on Highway 61, while Mac the Finger said to Louis the King, I got 40 red, white, and blue shoestrings and a thousand telephones that don't ring. Do you know where I can get rid of these things? And Louis the King said, let me think for a minute, son. And he said, yes, I think it can be easily done. Just take everything down to Highway 61. I'm going to go with no, because they weren't... that. Paul Rudd famously put it in that movie. Uh, oh God, what was that movie where he was with what's his name in it? Um, and they were doing the LARP and stuff. Yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. And like, ben, ben, Megan does that all the time. Yeah, you know the one, that one where he's in with the guy and they do the stuff. And I'm like, oh God, yeah. it's he's with he's in the movie with Stifler and they're the big brothers or whatever. And there's the the hardcore set. No, you uh, hold on. Okay, this is how do you Paul Rudd. American actor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, because he was with Stifler. Where's uh, IMDb? Uh, the Simpsons at home. Oh my God, how do I not know this movie? <laughs> okay, but I don't think that that isn't that isn't one. It it, it I, I can't I can't see it. Am I wrong? Are you wrong about is it Aerosmith it's, or not? Yeah, it's it's not Aerosmith. It is not Aerosmith. You know who it is. Though. Oh, uh, by the way, the movie is called Role Models. Okay. Yeah, I'm Role Models. Uh, Sean William Scatter Stifler is really big on like Kiss, and he's like, "Oh, his guns is dick," you know, and like he's playing just like some ten year old kid who's just like rocking out with him playing pinball at his place because he's a super bachelor. But um, is that maybe? I don't know, dude. I don't like Kiss or one of those eighty hair metals bands. Uh, Poison. <laughs> it's Bob Dylan. Oh wow! Highway wow. sixty one revisited. Wow, okay. All right. And then, so here's our last one. So this okay. could or could not be Aerosmith. Here we go. You know, I know now the time is just right, and straight into my arms you will run. And when you come, my heart will be waiting to make sure that you're never alone. There and then all my dreams will come true, dear. There and then I will make you my own. And every time I touch you, you just tremble inside. And I know just how much you want me that you can't hide. Can I have just one more moon dance with you, my love? I feel like that's too sappy for him, but but I'm gonna throw it out there that this is Aerosmith because I feel oh. like you would throw it in for a little hook there. <laughs> it's Van Morrison Moon oh. Dance, oh. but you did get the big ten inch record correct. And that first one, the happiness is when you feel really good about somebody. Yeah. That's 
Al Green's Love and Happiness. Okay. So I... this one, I I kind of tricked you a little on the okay. slide that was just one iteration of Aerosmith, but you did get it right away even before I finished the uh, the lyrics. So good I, on you. I just remember back to role models where like like it was funny because he's uh, Stifler is teaching the kid why the music is so good, and the kid's begging to like. Like he's 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 literally a, a small black kid version of Ryan Reynolds, and like okay. it's it's just so funny because like the moment he's like yeah his love guns his dick the kid's like oh I can get down with his rock and roll from the eighties metal and like <laughs> it just like when you were like my big ten inch record and I was like that fuck that's gotta be them that's gotta be something that that they would do for sure so <laughs> yeah. oh my god awesome. that was I didn't think I'd do that I didn't think I'd do so well I, I you know. You got it before I even finished. You're like, yep, that's Aerosmith. So good on you, sir. Right. So, Jared, thank yeah. you again so much for agreeing to do this, dude. Give us all your plugs for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, I'm. You can go to YouTube, Parrot Gaming Productions. That's my YouTube. I upload videos every once in a while of, of random nonsense if you like video gaming, maybe. Feathers and Friends is the... Uh, podcasts were like I was saying, I'm switching over to Podbean. I don't know how that's going to work, so we'll see if it works well for a little while. Uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And then I do a lot of the video editing for the Evil Mark show, and maybe now this one as well, too. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> awesome. Well, Eric, I sincerely appreciate it. I've, I've been loving a lot of the episodes that you've been putting out here, and I felt super, super honored when you were like, Hey, do you want to do the M episode? I was like, Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Hey, can I? pull a pull you in here and it's like yeah and then i remember the whole fiasco with what i thought eric clapton was not eric clapton <laughs> so i was like all right eminem it is <laughs> yeah that that was hilarious but it, it did uh <laughs> cost a lot a lot of laughter and yeah i thank you so much for uh bailing me out and also you know for agreeing to to do what you did to, to host and, and put the music in. And that's uh, incredibly generous on your part to not only join, but to do like everything you do, dude, it's just, it's great. And I'm just honored to, to be your, your friend and uh, to you know be on podcast with you and just to do creative stuff with you. It's, it's awesome. Well, when you know, we go to the guy. Lodge, we'll finally meet in real life and, you know, yes. we have a sloppy makeout session in the corner there. So <laughs> no worries, man. <laughs> Looking forward to it, dude. All right, that is going to be us signing off from File Under Entertainment, the first episode without uh, Dylan, but the first uh, guest spot with Jared. More to come and more to come with other guests. So thanks for sticking around with us. And uh, yeah, you can catch me also on the Evil Mark Show. Uh, episodes come out on Thursdays. And so, file that one you. under E. Very good. <laughs>